0: Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I'm marking a couple of anniversaries. In 1844, a bunch of thespians got together. To create the Hong Kong Players, and 170 years on, they're still going strong. The other anniversary will be marked worldwide on June the 28th, when it will be 100 years since the start of the First World War. To mark the centenary of the war, the Hong Kong Players are staging Oh What a Lovely War here at the Shuson Theatre at the Hong Kong Arts Centre in Wan Chai, with their first performance on June the 25th. I went along to one of their rehearsals.
1: My name's Jodie, and um, I'm the director of Oh, What a Lovely War.
0: Now, in terms of the choice, of course, this comes at the 100th anniversary of the First World War. Uh, Oh, what a lovely war. Had you read it before?
1: Uh, No, I hadn't, actually. Um, I'd seen the movie quite a long time ago, um, so it was quite a new... uh, The the script entirely new for me. It's been quite a big challenge for me. It's a very unusually written script, um, and we've adapted it uh, a little bit to suit our cast and... Uh, the facilities that we have, the theatre we're using. Um, So we've created our own production. Now, how was the script uh, unusual? Um, It's quite disjointed. Um, It's made up, really, of a series of vignettes rather than a common thread uh, all the way through. So you do have a few key characters, but largely um, the the cast are changing roles throughout the show. Um, they most ha- mostly have at least five or six parts that they play from different nationalities. Um, and for that reason, the audience will see them actually changing from one role to another on stage.
0: So how are you recreating the first world war?
1: Well, I'm, we're really fo- I mean we're following the guidelines of the script. Um, it does tell a story. We have uh, the advantage of having slides that have been sent to us uh, as part of the production package and a news panel that uh, goes across the stage at various stages which tells you the facts and the figures of the war as we progress through it. We've watched you play in
2: cricket and every kind of game
0: A, it's a demanding musical in the sense that it's—I
1: mean—it's a lot of aspects are ha 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 about it, but it's also a, a very cynical take on war. Yes, I mean it has been slated in the past for its comedic element, um, which the you know the original stage show was very was very slighted for that um i've also you know i've been asked this question before about how i feel about the comedic element um i think it really helps the show i think it's it's part of this kind of show it's it's part of the movie i think anyone coming to see oh what a lovely war has to accept the fact that there is a is humor in it um it's basically based on stereotypes um and it's, it's portraying these stereotypes in, in various ways um, but at the same time trying to create the war message and um, anyone who sees our production will see that as, as the production flows from Act 1 to Act 2 the mood changes so that by the end of Act 2 without giving too much away um, you're, you're starting to see the realism of the war itself. <laughs>
0: giving too much away on this play which opens at the Chusson Theatre on the 25th of June um, can you tell me with these vignettes I mean are are we seeing you know a trench in the Somme are we seeing the home fires burning
1: Um, Okay, so what you will see uh, is a very much adapted set we are trying to be clever here so uh, we're being very minimalist and I really don't want to give too much away we don't have a massive uh, Elaborate set? No, no. You will not see a real fire burning, but you will see lots of clever indications. Um, and I really would rather not spell too much out because I think it's it's clever adaptations that we've used. And I think it will surprise the audience to see what we've used to create the atmosphere. Um, a lot of it relies on our cast, the music, the singing, the lighting, all the you know the the, the key elements. Uh, which, and we felt that we can actually do a lot with that and keep the set very, very basic. There's too much happening to have an elaborate set. There's too much, you know, we want to keep the flow going. There was no way that we could have things going on and off, big pieces of furniture, it wouldn't work.
0: With directing the play, Oh, What a Lovely War, and also um, the anniversary of the First World War coming up on June the 28th, um, do you actually have any personal history associated or family history associated with the First World War?
1: Um, yes, my grandfather. He was, uh, he was in both worlds, actually, and um, he was a medical officer and a ship's captain. Um, he had uh, lots of stories to tell us about his experiences in the war, and as children, I remember him telling us that his uh, toe on his right foot was... Um, destroyed by in a japanese prisoner of war camp but in fact he had gangrene so but he used to he used to formulate lots of sto- stories about the war but he actually did inform us quite a lot of his experiences there i'm terry fitzel
2: i'm producer of this show assistant director and chairman of hong kong players now with the uh,
0: obviously the upcoming anniversary of the first world war it's a very very apt play uh, to be putting on now with this production also you're raising funds for the local branch of the royal british
2: legion Yes, when they heard we were doing the show, um, they, they approached us and wanted to be involved, and we were absolutely thrilled and honoured. Um, they will be in the foyer of the theatre selling poppies. They're not usually allowed to do that except around November the 11th, but they've been given permission because it's the 100th anniversary.
0: And uh, in terms of um, the Royal British Legion, uh, they've also they provided a drill sergeant for a bit of training, I think.
2: They did. uh, Mr. K.M. Cheng came and put us through our paces. He was a lovely guy, and it's improved the marching no end.
0: (laughs) Now, tell me a little bit about um, the history of the play.
2: Okay, the, the play was an improvisation piece put together by Joan Littlewood um in 1964 so the play itself is now 50 years old she felt that the uh, war had not been portrayed correctly and remember this is a long time before blackadder did it in blackadder goes forth joan littlewood and her group improvised the piece and the point was to say that world war one was a a war where acceptable losses were in the hundreds of thousands by the end of the war 14 million at least were dead seven million missing and the way the war was conducted was just stupid (laughs) um at the beginning of the war, cavalry were still being used, so they were charging into machine gun fire. Um, and, and the, the play de- de- depicts all that through wit and laughter, poignancy and um, sarcasm, really. So you have the, the actors doing their vignettes, everyone, every one of which is based on truth. Nearly everything that Haig says in the play, he actually said in real life, which is horrific because when you hear it, you think he's joking.
0: Yes, I mean, certainly during the First World War, they're very much on the antiquated sort of battlefield idea, which, as you say, with a machine gun. And I, I always find it incredibly sad thinking about, you know, people handed white feathers, this idea of sons, brothers, fathers going to war and being, well, compulsory to, to be under those orders and, and be accepted by, like, say, for example, the British government as, as, as cannon fodder.
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah, the start of the play is, is, very gung-ho. Everyone wants to go. I mean, let's remember that most of them did want to go at the start. Um, but there were musical songs and everything else that saying, go and serve your king and country. They didn't know what they were sending them to, to be fair. But as the war went on, yes, women would go into pubs with white feathers and anyone who looked fit and able, they would hand a white feather to and that uh, meant you are a coward and you should be out serving your king and country.
0: Now, so when Joan Littlewood uh, produced uh, or created this play in uh, 1964, what was the initial response to it? Mixed.
2: The army, the politicians and all that were very against it. Um, But for a lot of people, it was finally telling people the truth. Um, my my grandfather was also in the First World War and the Second World War. But in the First World War, he was one of the ones who um, lied about his age to get in. He was sixteen when he went. Um, he got injured over there, which was probably a very good thing because it meant he came home.
3: Keep the home My name's Terry Hart, Uh, I'm playing, it's an ensemble piece, so I'm playing the MC, I'm playing the drill sergeant, I'm playing a number of other sergeants, Uh, I'm playing Sir John French, who is the uh, British uh, Expeditionary Force leader, and a variety of other small roles as the ensemble.
0: Now what's your view of the play, I mean in terms of, we've got obviously the centenary of the First World War coming up, and uh, the the futility of war is is, uh, also exemplified even in the humour of the play, Uh, but does it make you sad?
3: yeah i mean uh, what, what uh, we were discussing this earlier what i 'd really like is for the audience that come to see it is to to understand that that there's a l- huge amount of factual information in the show and it 's talking about real events it 's not you, you could take it quite glibly and that it 's some sort of black satirical comedy but it 's all based on fact the numbers are correct some of the characters i looked, i 'm playing a guy called Sir John French and i googled him and, and saw him on YouTube from 1914. It's absolutely amazing to be able to go back 100 years and see what this guy was like. So, yeah, I, I really hope the, the audience uh, come and understand what it's all about. It's not just a frivolous show. It's It has huge amount of meaning and, you know, substance.
0: Can you give me a line or two of Sir John French?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 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 Mon general, uh, 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 promenade, silver plate. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, 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 we're going to keep one division uh, here at, uh, at the, the bridge, Le Pont, là, and another division will be held in reserve by the clump of trees. Le clump. Dissolver. And the French Cavalry must uh, govern the sector from la to la.
0: I was going to ask a private question. The, the whiskers that you've got currently... Oh,
3: don't. No. <laughs> I really <laughs> genuinely would grow these. Without, I get people asking me, yes, and I thought I'd add a bit of character to it. So, yes, I've grown some whiskers for the part. Yeah, I've grown it specifically for the part, and it's at huge cost. This is for my art. So. Yes, you do
0: look very generalesque with them.
3: Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment, mm. given the way that you're laughing so much at my whiskers.
0: The Hong Kong players at a rehearsal of Oh what a lovely war which will be performed at the Shuson Theatre in Wan Chai from June the 25th until 28th. My thanks to director Jody Gilchrist, producer Terry Fitzel, actor Terry Hart, and all the cast and musicians of the Hong Kong Players. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.